Welcome to the Sunday Evening Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Kevin Vanderput. Last week, if you were here, uh, we touched upon, um, we looked at the story, a story in the Bible um, that talks about, we basically talked about commitment, being compassionate, and being intentional. So we looked at those three things and how it reflected um, through the story of the paralyzed man. It's a story found in the New Testament in the Bible. And, um, and so this week we want to follow on for that because basically what those people were really showing to that paralyzed man was love, right? They loved on him. And so we want to talk a bit more about love tonight. Um, and so have you ever been, have you, how many of you guys have big families? Like, do, you, do you, any of you have big families? Like loads of brothers or sisters or uncle and aunts and cousins? Yeah, a couple of you. Right. So I grew up on my dad's side of the family. He had like three brothers and a sister and they all had tons of kids. And so um, we would get together every Sunday night and we would have um, big family meetings imagine like a big table all of us around the table tons of food and you'd basically have to it was like a jungle you have to fight to get your food and and uh, it was loads of fun um but it was also very loud i blame those sundays um for the reason that i'm that loud today like sharon would when she first came in sharon's my wife by the way um and uh, uh i'm not talking about some random lady um so uh, when she first came into those into the sundays she was like you guys are crazy like i i can't get a word out like it's loud as everybody's talking on top of each other and and the, the small ones they just the, no one pays attention to them because they're not loud enough um and I was like yeah this is fun this is family this is great and so but I remember as a kid though I feel frustrated sometimes coming back from those family evenings because um well everyone in the family thinks they're funny yeah so uh, I don't know if it's like that in your family as well, but my, my grandpa's definitely the funniest. I give him credit. Like everything I learned is from him. Um, then there's the awkward uncle who thinks he's funny. He's not really funny, but we give it to him. I, I'd like to think I'm sitting somewhere in the middle. I, I'd like to think that. And so I, I remember a couple Sundays, like as I was growing up, I thought I had a really funny story to tell. And so I thought, okay, I'm, I'm going to put my story in there somewhere. It's going to be great. And then I get there and I can't, I can't voice it out because everyone's talking. Everyone's doing their thing and just get home frustrated really and and really what was happening in me at that time is I was I was longing for recognition from my own family recognition acceptance and and love really I just wanted to get something out of there for them to see me hey Kevin yeah I'm listening to you and so it's interesting right that people look for acceptance recognition love in in all kind of places and, and they just don't know way to look for it really they're longing to be loved and to love just like ours in some way and they just don't know what true love is or acceptance is um and i have a picture of what that is tonight for you um it's illustrated in luke 19 we're going to turn there together um it's the story of the new testament so it's found in the bible is the word of god is the word that we believe is truth and life and so Everything is laid out for us in that book. So we're going to look in Luke 19. If you'd like to turn there with me, there's a great story that illustrates just what I'm talking about. So verse 1 to 9. So we'll start reading from verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed 
a sycamore fig tree beside the road. For Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came, he came by, sorry, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, quick, come down. I must be a guest at your house today. Zacchaeus quickly calmed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, salvation has come to this home to this day. Today, sorry, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek, seek and save those who are lost. So this story talks about this man called Zacchaeus. We got that. And Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector. Now, if you put a bit of background around that, he wasn't a really good guy. As you heard, like he, it raised a bit of, 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 of commotion, the fact that Jesus wanted to stay at his house and eat dinner with him. That's because the tax collectors at that time, um, the, the Jewish people were under the Roman Empire and the, the, the Roman Empire was collecting tax from them so that they could just live and do their thing. And um, Zacchaeus was one of those people. So he was Jewish, but he basically decided to work for the Roman Empire and take the money from his own people. Um, and so... If you think of the tax collectors, really, you could, you could say, you could, if you want a picture, you could say they're like the mafia, right, in town. And so if, if the tax collectors are like the mafia in town, uh, Zacchaeus is the chief tax collector, so he's like the godfather, right? So you have bad guy, then you have Zacchaeus. He's like the really bad guy. He's, he's, I don't know if he had a kitten to stroke, but he, he, he was like the godfather. Um, and so he was despised by most people, right? So that's why it caused quite a commotion. People's reaction said, why, why is Jesus going to this man's house? Why is he going to notorious sinners? Some, some translation of the Bible actually call him a crook. And so people were not happy. Everybody longs for recognition and love. And Zacchaeus tried to find that in his own way by becoming powerful where he was, by, by becoming successful, having money and power over others. However, as you can see, he wasn't really successful. And he hears that Jesus is in town. And so he's heard about this Jesus before. And so he comes to Jesus and somehow he's pushed by maybe curiosity or hoping that something could change his life. And so we get to this bit where he climbs in the tree and waits for Jesus to pass by. And as he waits, because he was small, right? So he couldn't see the crowd, um, over the crowd. So he had to climb the tree. Um, and he waits for Jesus to pass by. Jesus called, he passes by and he calls Zacchaeus by name. And he did not say, hey, you over there, the, the small guy on the tree. Or, or, hey, you over there, the tax collector. No, he said, Zacchaeus, come down from your tree. I'm coming to your house tonight. Now, this is extremely important. It might not seem like it, but basically Jesus was telling to Zacchaeus, I see you, I recognize you, I am talking to you directly. I need to stay at your house today. In that simple sentence, Jesus changed Zacchaeus' life. Not only did he use his name, but it wasn't in a negative way. It didn't have a negative connotation or a negative following think about it if he's the chief tax collector for years he probably all he heard was like 
oh, Zacchaeus, the, the crook, or Zacchaeus, the, the guy who betrayed us, Zacchaeus, the guy who takes all of our money. None of that. Jesus said, Zacchaeus, I'm coming to stay at your house tonight. So Zacchaeus, you can imagine, was really excited about it. And um, there's a lot of papers in here. <laughs> um, so it didn't have a, a negative connotation. And I'm missing a paper. Sorry about that. Um, and you know what else is interesting? Zacchaeus' name means pure. In, 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 well, that's the meaning of Zacchaeus. It means pure. And so by calling him by name, Jesus is actually speaking purity over Zacchaeus. He's restoring that purity over him. We see example of people in the Bible where their names are changed. So it just speaks of the importance of names, but also of the importance of the words we use to speak over people and people speak over us. And people kept calling him crook or traitor or, or all those bad stuff. And so he had established his identity in that. Probably Zacchaeus thought, this is who I am. I'm a crook. I'm a traitor. I'm the bad guy. Uh, that, that, that's it, really. But Jesus called them by his name. And so he says, Zacchaeus, the pure one, I need to stay at your house tonight. And so it showed him really that his identity wasn't rooted in all of these negative things and turned it all around. And actually, there's a, there's a passage, it's is, is quite beautiful, paints such a picture in Isaiah 43, 1 to 5. It says that God actually calls us by name. And so if we place the name in here, we'd go, but now listen to the Lord who created you. The one who formed you, who says, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name, Zacchaeus, or put your name there. I have called you by name, Zacchaeus. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as a ransom for your freedom. Others I were given in exchange for you. I traded their lives for yours because you are precious to me. You are honored and I love you. That's really what Jesus was setting out to say to Zacchaeus that day. And just like Jesus, we as people of God need to recognize those people, see them for who they are, not what they've been labeled at, but see them for who they are and show them, not only tell them what love really is. I say, them, I say to them, I see you, I acknowledge you, just like Jesus did. Secondly, Jesus invited himself to his house. Now, Zacchaeus' story is special because it's actually the only place, the only story that's recorded in the Gospels where Jesus invites himself over. Usually people would invite him over, come, come teach here at my house, I need your help, um, uh, my daughter needs healing or something. Um, here Jesus invites himself into his house. So Zacchaeus wouldn't have dared to ask Jesus to come to his house because he knew he wasn't worthy. So Jesus took, takes the, initiate, the initiative step to make contact with Zacchaeus. Because people had been telling him, remember, for years uh, that he wasn't worthy, that he was a bad person. And remember, if you were here last week, we read one verse that said that they seemed to be helpless to deal with the things that afflicted them. Zacchaeus wasn't paralyzed physically. But he was still 
helpless to deal with his affliction, with whatever he has, his, his, this identity, this, this wrong thinking that he had. He was helpless to deal with that. So Jesus invites himself and changes the whole dynamic into Zacchaeus' house. And until someone with the answer invite themselves into people's lives, there won't be a difference that's made. And so that, that's, that's us. We have the answer, just like Jesus did. And so Jesus said, Zacchaeus, come down. I need to stay at your house. Jesus wasn't just inviting himself into his house. He was inviting himself into his life to bring love and transformation there. There's something much deeper going on. Because God gave us a clear com command once again. You find that in 1 John 4, 10 to 12. It says, this is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and set his son, sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression through us. That's the picture of what we are called to do on this earth. We are called to love one another, to show God's love to people, just like Jesus did to Zacchaeus that day. We are called to see people, to, to just, people are all around us all day long, is to recognize them and to see, I'm inviting myself into your house, into your life. Let me in because I have something to show you that's going to transform your world upside down. This is what we're called to do. This verse sums it all up. If we love each other, God who lives in us, his love will be brought out of us, full expression through us. Growing up, I, I went to um, secondary, I went to school, like, like all of you guys probably, um, I hope. And, um, and I, had, I, had, um, I had a best friend back then. Um, we, we spent most of our time together. Uh, it was... It was great. Like we had loads of fun. We would spend every minute of the day together, and uh, and we we would play Xbox. We would go play tennis. We would just study. We would we would do yeah everything. We had two other friends with us. It was like a little group, and um, and it was great. And as as we as we grew up and we 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 became whatever um you know you start at 12 and you're little kids but by the end of school you're 18 and you you and not anything like who you were when you were 12 and so life just just happens and um and my friend he um he had a uh, family issues going on and uh i remember he always said uh he always said oh it's so cool when i get to come to your house uh because it's so peaceful because because your parents are so loving because i just i just feel i can be myself here and and that always spoke to me because in the end your house is the most intimate private uh just like the the, the most open you're going to be with people is by inviting them into your house and so he was always touched by that but because he had the issues he had with his family and um eventually he started uh getting into drugs and things and 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 by that time he he knew full well I was a Christian and I went to church and 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 I love God. He knew all of that. He knew all of that. But um his addiction got worse and worse. 
And uh, he became more and more distant from me and my other two friends. So it was the four of us. And so we, we tried to say, oh, his name was Gilles. Um, it's not really popular here, but where I'm from it is. Um, and uh, and he, we were like, oh, just, just, you know, just come and hang out with us tonight. We'll, we'll play some Xbox. We'll have some, some French fries. We'll, we'll have loads of fun and all. And uh, he wouldn't show up and he wouldn't show up. And, and before long, uh, we didn't hear anything from him anymore. And uh, until... Until one night, uh, I was um, in Austria to celebrate Christmas, and uh, and uh, we're in the Christmas market, and I get a phone call, and uh, and I answer, and uh, it's it's one of my other friends that that calls me to let me know that Gilles killed himself, and I I just stood there, and I didn't I didn't really know what to do or how to react to that or or how to take that information or what what did that you know you just are a bit confused. And so as I processed that information, I realized one thing, and it was a wake-up call for me, that Gilles knew how much I love God. He knew I went to church. He knew what church looked like because I would show him. He knew we were worshiping. We were doing all of that. But there's a difference between knowing something and or, 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 or me telling him something and me showing him that love and so it was a wake-up call for me where I realized man all those time I should have invited myself to his house I sh- and so you start going through that process and it's not it, it's not to say culpability but is that a word um it, but it's it's really a thing of like actually what he needed was just someone to say I see you I recognize you. I love you. It was, it was that moment, Zacchaeus, come down from your tree. It's like, Gilles, I'm here. Come down from your tree. I'm here to show you that love. It's not only good enough to say to people that I'm a Christian and I worship God and I love God and, and all those things that we can tell them. God loves you. God loves you. Jesus went into Zacchaeus' house and showed him that love. Spent time with him right there next to him. It's that sacrificial love. And so he was like, Gilles, I'm going to be here every step of the way with you. I'm going to spend that time with you. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And so that was a wake-up call from, for me. But then it was for Zacchaeus as well because there's an instant reaction. Because when Jesus enters his house, spends time with him, we have no record of the conversation that happens in that house over dinner. But I bet it was a good dinner because we see in, I believe that Jesus was just sharing truth with Zacchaeus the whole time. Truth we find in the Bible today that he probably told them, I am convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death or life, neither angels or demons, neither fears for today, worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate you, Zacchaeus, from the love that God has revealed through me, Christ Jesus. I believe he told them, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them. My father will love you, Zacchaeus. You will come and we will make our home in you. And he told them probably, my father loves you deeply, Zacchaeus, because you love me right now. 
And I believe that I came from my father. All of those are scriptures, truth. And so Jesus had this conversation, switched Zacchaeus' life around. And the result is drastic because once you met by true love, you cannot stay the same. There has to be a change. There has to be something that happens in your life. And so Zacchaeus' reaction is amazing because he says, I will give half my wealth to the poor. Lord, if I have cheated people on the taxes, and actually the if there in the original language is not so much an if, is if, and I know I have, that, that's really the translation. So he's well aware that he's, you know, accumulated money here and there from the people. I will give them back four times as much. And Jesus responds, salvation has come to this home today. For this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save those who are lost. Once your life is met by true love, there is instant change. There is something that has to change. You cannot stay the same for you now know there is a better way. Jesus came that day to Zacchaeus' life, showed him true love, showed him that he could live differently. And he erased his past, his identity issue, whoever he was as a tax collector, as a crook, as a traitor. He erased all of that and told him, I love you. I've put my stamp on you and salvation is now yours. And we as Christians have been met by that same love. That same love has transformed each and every one of our lives. And we've received that clear command that I'm going to read again. It's on the paper I threw on the floor. Um, This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us so much, we surely are to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression through us. We have to show the world that love. Not only tell them there's good news. Not only tell them Jesus loves them. Because what does that mean to someone that has no clue, that has all those situations going on? But it's walking into, the the house is really an image here. And we're not walking into the house. We're walking into their lives, into their situation, into the mess, into whatever's going on, the past, the issues, the depression. And we say, hey, stop. There's a better way. There's a better way. Let me show you what real love looks like. Let me show you what Jesus did for you. Just like Jesus did, we need to recognize people, see them in their need, call them by their name. Not whatever people have labeled them as, but by their name. They have a name and it's for a reason, not a label that people have put on them. Invite ourselves into their lives and show them that true love is Jesus. And maybe tonight you can relate more to Zacchaeus than you can to anything else in this story. Maybe you feel stuck and helpless in some way. Maybe, maybe you feel like people have labeled you and you, you can't get away from that label. Let me tell you, Jesus is still alive today and he can do the same for you today as he did thousands of years ago for Zacchaeus. He can show you what true love looks like and change your whole life upside down. So come down from your tree. Don't, don't stay there tonight. Come down from your tree. If you have 
any desire to do that, come speak to me, to, to Matt, to Pastor Clive here. But don't leave in your tree, if I can leave that image. Don't stay in your tree. God is here tonight and he loves you so much. And he's calling you by your name. He's calling you by your name. And he wants to see a difference in your life. He's the same today and forever. And so I feel like there's an answer, a response that we need to give. Kai, do you want to come back and play the keys? There's a response that each of us have tonight. Either you can be Zacchaeus and you have to make that decision to come down from your tree and meet Jesus face to face. But maybe you have been shown what true love is. And Jesus has set the example. You need to grab hold of that afresh and make that commitment as we spoke last week and say, I'm going to show love to others. I'm going to show what real love looks like to people. And no matter what it takes, I'm going to see breakthrough in those lives because I may be the only Jesus they ever see. I'm not Jesus, but you understand what I mean. I may be the only reflection of love they ever see. I may be the only one that will ever be able to help them in this situation. Because let me tell you, there are people you know and you can speak into their lives that I will never know and never be able to speak into their lives. We all have a part to play. It's not just me, it's all of us. Show people true love. Go into the house and make that difference. If we all want to stand And I believe God wants to speak to you tonight. If you, if you already know God and you've already been met by true love, just start talking to God and express yourself to him and say to God, look, Father, I'm sorry for the time that I've told about your love, but I have not shown people your love. I understand that there's difference that there is. And Father, I want to commit myself afresh to love others, no matter what they label that, no matter what they look like. Father, I commit tonight to show your love to others. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We thank you because you have spoken tonight. We thank you for the season that we live in, the season where you have told us that you are bringing people and people and people to your church. You are bringing them to yourself. Father, we thank you. And Father, we want to commit to this and show people what real love looks like. Use each and every one of us in our circumstances, in our workplace, in our lives, in our friends, with our family, to show your love. To not settle for the status quo of whatever is going on, but to believe, dare to believe that a change can happen in each and every one of those lives we affect daily, Father. We thank you because your Holy Spirit lives in us and he is love because you are love. And out of the overflow of whatever is in us, Father, this love will flow out and contaminate people, touch people and transform them. Father, we thank you for that love that you have shown to us. Because at one point we were broken. 
we were hopeless. You made us whole. You gave us hope. You gave us hope and a future. You have good plans for us. Father, you did all of that for each and every one of us. Father, use us to show the way to others so that they can come to the same realization. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. It's truly a privilege to live in the times we live in. But it comes with a responsibility and it's time to take action. But God is so good and there's so much grace there. And he shows us step by step what to do and where to go and what to say. Don't be afraid in any way that when you invite yourself into people's life, you'll just come short because God is faithful. He's going to speak through you. He's going to show you. He's going to tell you what to say because if you take that step of faith, He is faithful. He never leaves us or forsakes us. He is for us. And if He is for us, nothing can stand against us. All of those are scriptures written in His Word. We just got to believe, trust, and go. Run that race till the end. But God is so good to us. He's so good to everybody. He's so loving. He's such a good father. Why don't you give him a big shout of praise right now? Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for what you are doing here and now. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness, your faithfulness, your love towards us. And Father, help us to show that love to others. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.